Hi, I'm Adam Malara, a singer, actor, and artist. This is another episode of the Anime While Black podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Leave a comment below and hit the bell to join the notification squad. It's Regina Moretto, and we are back with another episode of Anime While Black Podcast. As usual, I'm awkward. This is my best friend, Adam Ilara. Woo! Yay! <laughs> How can we make this more awkward? I was going for, like, Oprah there. Mm, okay, mm. I'm always bad at beginning things and ending too. things. Me too. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. So, this is a great thing that you're doing this, right? <laughs> And we're not gonna cut any outtakes. Nope. This is just—it's just gonna be like this. This is what you get. You like it. You follow us. So, getting into the episode, I'm super glad that like Texas is back open, um, in a way, because we're still <laughs> in a pandemonium. But I was like tired of being inside. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a little early. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. considering that we still have like record. Cases increasing yeah. cases, not decreasing so may cases. Maybe not like the mask thing. That yeah, you know, like I don't know. There might have been a different way to do this. I think I loved how it was like Greg Abbott gets his shot and he's like, "All right, let's open up Texas. I'm hitting <laughs> I'm the club here. this weekend." <laughs> he's like, "Wait, no one else did. Can you just wait?" Like, I don't know. No, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I hope we get as human beings to a point where we don't have to have other people govern us anymore yeah. because they're not in our best interest. Like, no, it's not. He's like, fuck it, the economy. And it's like, what if everybody dies? Then what kind of economy will we have? Yeah. And if it's the economy, why don't you, like, prioritize vaccinating the economy? Like, yeah. the people that are the frontline workers. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Things to think about. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I gamed the system and I got my shots early, so whatever. Yay. <laughs> I'm black, so I'm not going to get the shot because... Tuskegee and but I actually am actually let me not say I'm not getting it because I'm black I'm waiting because I want more clinical trials and sure. I want to make sure that it's safe and I would really really like to see the um, the side effects that they're not telling us about so I mean I was very hesitant going I mean I know this is an anime show it's not a science no, it's a whatever you want to talk about <laughs> okay so here, here's here's my thing right so first of all like I think that the issue with getting people of color to get vaccines is difficult because there's a lot of like um, mistrust right mm -hmm. like you mentioned the Tuskegee experiment we should also remember that vaccines were pretty much invented by black people. Yes. Um, you know, the the guy who found out like the cure for smallpox and cowpox would not have been able to do it if that guy from the African village hadn't told him how it was done. And also they were independently doing it in China too. Yeah. Um, and then not, and this sucks because so many people of color, black people, brown people, especially in Western medicine have made so many leaps and bounds despite a racist system against them. Yeah. So like, and not and just this Pfizer and tech yeah. bio and tech thing was headed by Muslim people in a different country that have no they don't understand like the racism of America. And this is not like, let's test this on black people. It was no. like, let's take two separate independent trials of 70,000 people globally and test it out. 
there hasn't been this much safety data for almost any other vaccine because it requires, I think the FDA, you need two months of working data, data and mm -hmm. like this one had more than that. Mm -hmm. And um, the side effects, like any medicine has side effect. I had a side yes. effect after my second shot. Yeah, It was a fever and it went away the next day. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then that's the thing too, between the two different vaccines, different people are having different yeah. types of side effects. And um, some of them from people that I've had that took the shot were not good. And so I'm just like, ooh. Yeah. I was thinking about it, but now I am kind of concerned. And then, of course, when it comes to immunizations, like I've immunized all of my kids, right. so I'm not like an anti-vaxxer. It's just in this situation with the timeline, I have pause. But yeah, I think that's why it's safer. That's I had pause too, so that's why I like took some time and I like listened to what all the different countries were saying, and I'm like, okay, this is not a global conspiracy. Like, if if the yes, data's conclude. If the, <laughs> the data is conclusive and like two different warring countries are agreeing on this, I'm like, yeah, I guess if the Arabs and Jews are agreeing on the vaccine, this is probably okay. Because <laughs> like, no. they are not agreeing on literally anything else. <laughs> on so. anything else at all whatsoever. Um, but yeah, that was sort of like my sort of uh, thing on it. And uh, if, you're, if you're watching and whoever's listening, yes. I would recommend to not get the J&J &J one. The Johnson Johnson. Yeah, I'm yeah. not testing well against the variants, whereas the Pfizer and Moderna are. Yes, yeah. I. Yeah, very much like. Plus, they I'm make baby shampoo. That. Yes, like what exactly? What? And they also have a history of creating products that have been hazardous to Black and Brown communities. Anyway. Yeah. And I read that study where literally when it was brought to their attention that they had cancer-causing agents, and they were like. In mm. that case, market this way. Like, yeah. not stop using those agents. Yeah. Market to this type of community. So, um, if we were that kind of talk show, I would actually put that study into the. Uh, like, here's the I'm data. Not. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Research on your own. Yeah. Research Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer and Moderna. And AstraZeneca's coming out on too. I will. I can positively say it though. My sister, myself, my dad, my mom. My dad doesn't have an immune system at all because he has a immunocompromising like disease. So he's responded well to all of this. And that and that was one of my concerns too, yeah. because I'm immunocompromised. Right. I have a weird form of anemia and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so he so what he has is something called Wegner's. Mm -hmm. it, it's not called Wegner's anymore. Yeah. That's but a, I know exactly what you're talking that's a, about. That's a Nazi doctor, so we don't call it that anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh it's called like something nematolysis. I don't know mm -hmm. how to pronounce it, but essentially the meds that he takes shuts his immune system down. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have any problems with this, but if somebody comes in with the common cold, we'll go to the hospital. So I was like, okay, that's the benchmark. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, like we yes. have a blank slate of like virology in this man. In and your so, family of yeah. being able to, <laughs> well, yeah. it worked on him. We didn't have to, yeah. okay, great. So yeah, I mean, yeah. if you can get it done, get it done. If you have reservations. Research. Research and. Until you're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, wow. that was smart of us. Yeah. Look at us. All right. Smart. We've been socially responsible. Yes. Now get into being irresponsible. <laughs> yes. Tell We're us about. The most problematic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a comic book that I made, issue one. It's mm -hmm. called The Burning Lotus. This is the origin story. And she's holding the album. Yes, trade. Trade. That um, this is the concept album called Origin Story. And that's where the stories main outline is and mm -hmm. then the issues proceeding will come and they there. Complement yeah, exactly. 
And I think that's really freaking cool to like create a product that you can interact with like musically and mm -hmm. like visually. So, and then you used to do your own music videos too. So, yeah, I, I either collaborated with different directors or I've like really taken the helm on those things. Um, there was one particular that came off of here called Halal Alcohol, which I like pretty much like directed and like mm -hmm. edited and produced and all that. Um, it would have been nice to have some help, but people were like, we don't want to touch this project. It's too. The title We're going to get canceled. <laughs> like, the title alone. And I was just like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Halal alcohol. It's the just juxtaposition. Yes. Um, so, yeah. it's uh, It was cool. I've, I've grown up loving comic books and anime. And I was like, it would be so cool to do one. And it took me forever to get that one issue out. So now we're I working remember. on the second one. Yeah. So also Adam illustrated this himself. Like he drew the characters, the concept, everything. So if you are interested in reading about this and oh, tell them about the characters, tell them the story. Like, oh yeah, here you yeah, go. Yeah. Um, so the it's, I'm in there, but it's not like actually me. Right. So it's a, uh, a fictionalized version of myself. Is this in the camera? <laughs> yes, it is. I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> I keep doing this and I'm like, <laughs> it's like not there at all. At all. Um, so typical to a lot of us brown, Middle Eastern Arab people, we, we name projects uh, after ourselves. I don't know if it's like a cultural narcissism, but like Rami and, you know, <laughs> things like that. So I was like, Adam Alara comic book. So um, it's not, yeah, it's a fictionalized version of myself um, and going through an adventure, rediscovering and questioning faith and sexual themes and political themes and all that kind of stuff. The first issue is kind of just like, can this day get any worse? Mm -hmm. And then it does. And it just keeps getting Bad, bad. It basically, like, trunicated, like, all of my childhood trauma into, like, the yeah. first issue. Second issue is when things get wacky. Yeah. I feel like this is a very good <clears throat> um, issue that kids, not kids, high schoolers, it's just young people. I feel like it's a kind of good story because they kind of can relate to that, like, I'm trying to cut back on the cussing, but it's just like, fuck, this is just an <laughs> awful fucking day. And you just watch it digress and digress. And I feel like you kind of connect with the character because he's relatable. He's, you know, just awkward and just yeah. trying to just trying to live, just trying to make friends and just be. And I love how every I don't want to spoil it because I'm very bad at like giving oh. people a synopsis. So I'm like, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's how much okay. can I tell without letting people but anyway, I like the story. I like the journey that our character goes on. So I, I would just want to tell you, check it out. And Adam, tell where they can find it. You can go on my website on adamalar.com and you can get it from there for a physical copy, which are running out, which is kind of cool because yes. it's the third time it's sold out. But I'll tell you what, I ordered small quantities so I can keep saying that. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, it's yes. four times sold out. I'm like, how many cops did you sell? Four. <laughs> Print on demand. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, stuff like that. Or if you're in Austin, there is a legendary bookshop there that's having this cool deal where you can get the album and the comic. Oh, that's super yeah. cool. Check out legendary Aust uh, bookshop. It's called Austin Books and Comics. Austin Books and Comics. Yeah, they've been there since like forever, apparently. What street is it on? I want to say I've heard of it. I would pull out my phone. It's not too far from where I live, but um, it's... I looked it up and I was like, man, this store has been around for like ever. They had like 
catalogs and catalogs of old school anime, old Marvel, old DC. And I'm I like, to take a road trip. I need to have my book on one of these shelves. And then yes. I just asked the manager. He's like, yeah, for sure. Come on in. Oh, that's freaking dope. I know it was dope. So yeah. you should try to do that in Houston too. I have. There's a couple of record stores that have that one. Mm -hmm. The just the album. I think um, Cactus Music has a few copies of oh, that. Cool. Yeah, and okay. they're great people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, kind of the whole thing about that. If you, I don't know if you noticed, but in the book, all the white people and their clothes are just drawn as outlines, and only people of color actually have. I did notice that. So like, let me open gradients because I didn't do it in color. It's all black and white. Um, and so okay. I don't know if you could. See. Yeah. So there you go. There's like this white guy there, and then there's me, and so. When you have black characters, Asian characters, and you know brown characters, they're gonna have like different shades of gray. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit colorblind, so when I was doing this, I was like, I would ask my friend. He's like, "Dude, the, the colors look so wrong. Like, what are you yes. doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I, I, I can't, can't tell. I, can't I, I thought that was green." And he's like, "No, that's that's brown. What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "Okay, okay. If I just do it in black and white." It's yes. gonna make this so much easier, and he's yes. like, "Yeah, yeah, it's probably better." Yeah, and it's like old ma mangas too; they're yeah, all grayscale, so yeah, yeah. exactly, kind of like um, the newspaper comics too. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. So it just makes things easier on yes. me. I'm lazy. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Wandavision. Oh my God, they played us so hard. Yes, they kept it. They, yes. like, every time I was like. Is this is this the introduction of the X Men in this universe? And then they're like, no. Just kidding. Then why did you cast Evan Peters? Yes, I know. I was so upset about that because I was like, this would be the appropriate time to inject and like make all of the like universe come together. And I was like, perfect, Disney. I'm yes. proud of you. And they're just like, just kidding. I know. And then that one title card that was like Pietro Maximoff yes. as himself. Yes. And then it's. Some guy named Boner? What? Yes. What is this, man? Yes, <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, so wait a minute, he's not because that's what I thought. I was like, she literally pulled him through the universe because she's that powerful. Yeah, and he, but we didn't see him moving, running. Did he have? He the, did move fast. Okay, so yeah. then yeah, so that, I think that's why we assume. But I mean, yeah. we have to think about Agatha. Like she can imbue him with those powers. And he's that also movement. wearing the comic book yeah. accurate costume. And uh, so misled. What about oh Vishan though? Vishan is everything. Vishan <laughs> is everyone on Black Twitter's baby daddy. All How the black dudes are mad. They were like, he, you know, he's a computer. And everyone's like, okay. And, like, and underneath all that, he's the whitest guy. Yes, he's, he's British. Yeah, that's the he's benchmark. British. He's British. <laughs> oh my God. Do you, so you are you fluent in Spanish? I'm fluent enough. I cannot really speak well anymore because moving back to Texas has made me, my tongue does not fit the right places to speak. Mm. So like if you were to watch an anime dub in Spanish, you feel like you'd follow yeah. along? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, then just don't watch English dubs then. Yeah. I mean, just be better. Just be like, instead of... Because it's exciting. And the voice <laughs> actors that they get are so much more animated than our American voice actors. No shade because I want them to come on my show. Sure, yes. But... You know, it's just, I feel like we have a very um, methodic, we have a like system, like an engine to yeah. doing our shows. And so like the voice actors, they get all the same jobs. Like yeah. they get every film, every movie, um, the same people over and over again. I talked about this with Sefi Hakubi, which I need to introduce you to as well. And it's like, they because they know the structure, they bring down their tempo. It's just like, blah, blah, blah. And every character, you know, they give that same energy. 
You mm. and you can like and that's how kids hear are fans of particular voice actors. Like even the guy who does Inuyasha's voice, I can't remember his name right now, but I was a huge fan of him and I, his mind, his name is blowing my mind right now. But there's other projects and I'm like, "Oh, but you're giving Inuyasha voice to this character and like this is not Inuyasha." And then again yeah. and again and again and it's like, "Okay." Yeah. All right. I see that a lot when they're using the same people um especially people that prior to getting that first anime gig mm -hmm. weren't really doing voiceover work mm -hmm. like the voices guy this guy sean Shemmel, he mm -hmm. sucks i'm sorry to say it like he does and the industry hates him his fans hate him now too because he's yeah. mean he's Sefi was talking about that too <laughs> if you're if you're mean to the one big role you got right yeah. to the fans that come up and greet you and stuff what else do you expect you know like yeah because yeah. this is people are very connected to their characters but this is different than say people who are in the um in the career of like doing american cartoon voice acting like phil lamar is mm -hmm. excellent like mm -hmm. i loved him in mad tv but yes. i love him in samurai jack I love him. yes i love him Marvin so much the, more yes the, um, uh, martian manhunter yes he does so much good work yeah and he does why don't they get him in anime like i feel like he would just kill it right yeah people like him or Deborah Wilson's really good too. She's amazing. So much range. Um, Speaking of black female voice actors, Cree Summer needs to not get all the fucking jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, remind me again who she is. So, okay, um, there used to be a show that came on after the Cosby show called A Different World with Lisa Bonet, who Lisa Bonet oh. is married to Aquaman, mm. Jason Momoa, my, also my fourth baby daddy. So. <laughs> But anyway, so um, she, Cree Summer was a, like a supporting character on that show. That's where most people know her from. She was oh. like um, the black bohemian hippie girl. She had like these curls and she was super hippie dippy. And, you know, they had her in college to kind of contrast with the typical conservative um, boule type of black characters that were on there, like the black kids that go, that are middle class and go to college. Mm. And so she's there with her whole like, Oh, I'm I'm sunbathing mm. and I don't wear bras and blah 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 kind of thing. I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So she has a very distinct voice. She's. Um, did you ever watch Kids Next Door? I did. She's number five. Oh. And she does everything. She's, she's everywhere. Every fucking voice. Yo. Every voice. Every black <laughs> character that ever exists. She's done, and she's also got to step out and do non-black characters. But she's every black girl character. From and she's got that scratchy. Yes, you and just, she does it over and you over. You just extracted again. something from like the deep recesses of my memory, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I've heard this voice for years. Yes, Where, right? yes, <laughs> yes. And like, if my voice wasn't like a little bit hoarse from yelling at my kids, I would do it for you. But oh my god, I probably could just do the Cartman voice right now. But I can do different <laughs> characters too, and so it's just so funny because it's like I started thinking one day. I was like, wait a minute, if she's getting all the jobs. What about all the other people who are auditioning and she's just given the jobs? Because mm. recently we celebrated like her anniversary of, I don't know how many years she's been in, in work. I think they had like 20 years or 30 years, mm -hmm. something like that. But, um, and that's cool. I like that. I'm glad because I'm glad when I was a kid growing up to hear that voice and identify it and know that that's like, oh, that's a black person doing that. But mm -hmm. as I got older and I got into the industry, I'm like, if she's getting every role, what about all the no's for all the other people? Yeah. Because it's just like, you know, and because I think about it with like 
you being an actor too and you go up in an audition and then it's like yeah thanks but we're gonna give it to this person yeah if it's uh it's always this joke where it's like i go out for roles but they're just gonna give it to riz ahmed anyway like, <laughs> they're just gonna give it to him Somebody or kamel is known. Yeah. yeah yeah they're like if we're gonna give it to a brown person let's yeah. do someone we know go yeah on. or or i think a lot of times like casting Things have now gotten to the point where, like, they're just putting up open ethnicity to just seem to seem, yeah. Like they're you know because accepting you everybody. The description, it's like, yeah. But then I'll see who got the part, and I'm like, that guy sucks, and he's white. Like, what? I don't understand. Like, it, if he was a better movie? actor yeah. than me, I would not feel bad about this. But he, he's just. It just it just aggravates me because if I see a brown dude get it or like a black guy like get the part that I went out You're for, like, okay, I'm cool. less mad. Yeah, I'm only aggravated if they're like not good at it because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, dude, I could have yeah, I could have done this for you, man. But I don't know that the you know the casting director is the one who ultimately makes a choice. And I will say that in this South region, mm -hmm. majority of the casting directors are white, so they're the ones who make the decisions, mm -hmm. colors their perspective. You know, yeah. that's why they make the choices they do. Mm -hmm. So I I would like to see, I think a push is not only for on-screen representation, but also like behind the camera. Yes, very much Because so. it's going to change, I mean, who's writing it, who's filming it, who's lighting it, you know? Yeah. Like those make big, those yes, are big things. Exactly. You know? Super, super important things in, in the process, which is why um, I push with Anime While Black and like just talking about it and even talking about creating a manga and an anime on my own because like people will say well stop complaining about it if you're not going to do anything and it's like okay yeah i'm going to do something yeah exactly you know but not everyone not everyone is able to and honestly honestly we just got to a point where people of color are able to make their own projects and yeah. get them greenlit and push them forward and have allies that will allow them the seat at the table. And in our cases, we made our own fucking table. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, there is one thing I always kind of like, I don't know if this is a saying that I made up, but I always thought like, for me, going through art, music, acting, and all that, I always felt like, you know, somebody says, when 10 doors close on you, one opens. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, it would be one open to only be shut in my face. So I would just have to go to Home Depot to build the door myself and then yes. hold, hold it open for other people to walk in behind me. Exactly. That's kind of the thing. And speaking of the mm -hmm. fact that people of color have now just been able to do their own projects because digital media has made things so much easier. And more accessible. I started doing this, like, music education course to teach people like how to make their own music oh that's dope and it's like super easy i wish i had this so i'm like all right i'm making this for like the kid you know it's either like some guy who can't afford music lessons or you know some girl whose parents tell her it's haram or just some something right where you're not allowed to do it or you don't have access to i'm going to like break everything down like super super easy stupid stuff and then like by the end of the course you'll have a song on spotify yeah i guarantee it or your time back once they figure out how to do time machines. <laughs> I can't Not your say money, money back. I can't say money because it's, it's free. Because it's free on top of that. Exactly. Oh, that's super fucking dope. So like you guys should check that out. Yeah. Especially if you're making your own music. Um, there's a lot of kids that are out there that are trying to get into the industry. And yeah. I know you have a lot of tips about that because you literally did it yourself. Yeah, I mean the the record you're holding, I did it in my bedroom. Yep. Um, and so and I, I want to be able to too. give other people the agency to do that themselves and like be able to have a competing quality 
Like, yeah. I don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, I can tell you did that in your bedroom. Or like, this sounds like a mixtape. Or like, this is some, you know, demo bullshit. Like, it's, I want it to sound on a, on a level that's like, dude, this is like good. Like, more people should hear this. And then they hear the backstory and they're like, wow, he, he made this in his bedroom? Yeah. He did it himself? Oh, wow. And you know, it's funny, more and more people, because of quarantine, are recording in their bedrooms because yes. studios have been shut down or whatever. And like... A lot of us independent musicians have just been doing this for a while. We learned how to like record ourselves. And I saw a headline where it was like, Billie Eilish recorded an entire song during quarantine in her bedroom. And then like there's a meme where it's like every independent musician's like, okay, like this, and is, this is news. Like, yeah. we've been doing this. <laughs> like, exactly. Because <laughs> like I was looking on um, Snapchat <laughs> and they were talking about the uh, cover that Bad Bunny did for. Rolling Stones, mm. and so he um, shot it at home during quarantine, and his girlfriend took the pictures on his iPhone, and everyone's wow. like, oh my God, amazing, and I'm like, do you not realize people do stuff at home all the time? Yeah. Like Chance the Rapper did that one record on a garage band on an iPad, and then that one charted on Billboard. Yeah. Like people, we- Using an app, yeah. an Apple app. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like when people of color or, you know, disenfranchised poor people don't have options we get creative and we're mm -hmm. like look we we can't afford anything else we, we have to do this quarantine <laughs> our survival skills oh the winter blast <laughs> yes oh. oh my god that was hilarious and um like <laughs> it was so funny because your friend was just like mm, can't relate like i could tell his tone like while we're talking about like Oh, everything yeah. <laughs> which like, is funny because he's such a survivalist yes he's very outdoorsy but like he didn't get hit by what happened mm -hmm. so bad that i did yeah and because like i was without power i didn't have water i didn't have heat and it was just snow everywhere the it was like driving on a skating rink in austin like all the roads were like completely yeah. covered in ice and so i was like all right well what am i gonna do all right, so I'm just gonna boil some water. I'm gonna create a microclimate in my apartment. I'm gonna run the humidifier somehow. <laughs> like I just like like I need to get this at to at least Cover 52 degrees. Open yeah. yeah, and I was like, let me just get to 52 degrees, layer up. And I'm like thinking, I'm so glad that my grandfather left a country in the midst of a civil war, uh, where they had power outages and they had to boil water because it was unsafe to drink there, so that his grandson one day <laughs> could do the exact same thing. Right? <laughs> the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're talking about pouring water into the toilet to flush the toilet. Oh, dude. <laughs> and Alex was just like. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he did not have it as bad. No. no. <laughs> he was like, wait a minute. That's what you guys are doing? How unsavory. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. He got lucky because yeah. his place, he was able to take refuge at his girlfriend's house. Yeah, who was like which he outside said. So not shading him and no. saying his experience was less no. because we had it hard and he didn't. No. He just got lucky. Yes. Um, and it probably would have been fun for him if he did end up being stuck in place. We had a whole episode on our show on the Alex and Adam podcast show. Yes. Um, we had a whole episode about how he would be great in a zombie apocalypse. And I believe it. Mm -hmm. Like, I could totally see him doing some I'm gnarly gonna stuff. I'm going to find him and be like, I'm going to be a part of your tribe. Thanks. I told him <laughs> that I would just like, nah, I'm, I'm out. Like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, just... Just take me out. There's no quality of life after this. No, I'm. I don't want to. I. I like. I like my guitar. If I can't play it because there's That's no electricity. Spoiled. That's what your grandfather <laughs> left his country for. That. That right there. Like I don't want to live anymore if I can't like play my guitar and go to Starbucks. There's no Wi-Fi. Fuck it. Like there's no quality of life. Fuck this shit. No, I mean just in the sense of like I don't know. I. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't even explain myself because I've just been caught in my. She just. <laughs> she caught me in a lie. No, I mean that's this is how it is. Yeah, I don't want to. I I we moved to a first world country. We expect first world amenities. You know that's mm-hmm. how it is. So if we wanted to to continue living the way we did, we would have stayed. Right. I mean that's how it is. We pay our taxes for a reason, right? Just so we could have Texas be in its own goddamn electrical gear that just fails. Energy capital of the world. Yes, and turn (laughs) off the power purposely. Mm. Purposely. Man, I remember like job fairs at college where they're like, Houston's the energy capital of the United States. We literally have a part of Houston that's the energy (laughs) corridor where all these people work at. It's just like. You should come work for us. We're just doing great. And I'm just like. Now I'm looking, I'm like, man, what the hell are you guys doing, dude? Like, <laughs> I know what they were doing. That's what they were doing. <laughs> we're flying to Cancun. Yes. Huh. My name is Rafael Cruz. <laughs> Poor Rafi. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? So um, we talked about WandaVision. I mean, I guess we could talk about like other things in the episodes. What do you think that is going to come up out of pl- planning for season two for WandaVision? I'm excited to see what they, I really hope they really utilize Tiana Paris. Yes. I need to see more of her. We got a little bit and mm-hmm. I got excited because I know she was originally Captain Marvel for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Spectrum, Photon, I don't mm-hmm. know what version they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I want to see it. I, yeah. She's been training hard. I don't know if you guys follow yeah. her on Instagram. She's like yeah. killing it with like yes. all the weights. I sent you a meme and I'm not going to say who the other actress was preparing for her Marvel role. Yeah. But uh, qu- she, not as invested. But that, mm, yeah, that goes back to the white mediocrity we were talking about earlier. Too. Yes. Like literally for the roles, like she's got to do all of this and to prepare and the other character does not. But, um, Tiana Paris is fighting for two, three minutes of screen time, a couple of lines here and there as a as a supporting character. Mm-hmm. Somebody else gets a franchise film and is eating pizza on the couch. You know what I mean? Like it's a very Full time. yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad. Yeah. I feel like do you do you feel that your shows tend to be awkward with guests you don't know? Mm. Actually, no. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I'm awkward. Oh. I'm comfortably awkward. And sometimes I like to make other people feel awkward and mm. uncomfortable. I, I like to do that. And so then we're just both awkward. That's fair. <laughs> I normally just end my shows with like something like, have a nice rest of your life. Because <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank Be sure you guys. to check out our sponsors. I don't have any sponsors yet. Check out our coupon code NordVPN. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. But, um, like, yeah, for me, I like to make people feel awkward. I'm awkward. And as far as, like, um, my other guests, I had a really amazing – have, I've had all amazing guests. Y'all have all been awesome. But it was really, really cool and fun. I had I brought in a girl who's a cosplayer. Her mm. name is Kago Neko. Loved her. And we sat here and we like fangirled and we talked about like um, cons. We talked about racism at cons. Mm. We talked about, unfortunately, racism and cosplay and just all these other things. And she was dressed up as a character and she looked amazing. And just us going back and forth, talking about um, our favorite animes and our characters and all of this. It was just awesome. So. Yeah, I think that's great. Awesome. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're like getting all these like different people in like the culture and the community because it's like uh, I mean, there isn't really a space for things like this. So it's nice that it exists, you know, and you made it happen. Yeah. 
surprisingly, because yeah. like, you know, I'm doing a million fucking things at once. And so it's like, Regina is always doing the most and always. doing it well, I must say. So that's Thank great. You. Yeah. Cause I think I do a lot of things terribly. <laughs> uh, we're all our own worst critics. Yes. You know, so like, I'm not gonna say what here. I'm just gonna accept compliments. Yes, <laughs> I need to learn to accept compliments. So yes, I am amazing. Thank y'all. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It was yes. great. Round two. Round two. Awesome. So goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the episode. <laughs>